welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot. I have Mr. Matt O'Leary. Mr. Greenbean will be with us in about an hour's time, but Mr. O'Leary, how are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. About as good as one can do in a week where the Jets don't play. I missed our Jets, but it was fun to have a day. I was... I don't know about you. I was a lazy piece of human garbage on Sunday. I sat on the couch and did not move all day from the one o'clock through the four o'clock slate, the night game. It was the best. I ate like an animal. It was, it was, it's kind of fun when you don't have like skin in the game and you're like sweating out every play. It almost felt like, so I had the same exact feeling. And the last time I felt that way, I think, I don't know if we had, I guess we had the bye later last year. Do we have the London game last year? The London game is when I sort of felt like that, where it's like, wow, we get our team out of the way nice and early, and then it's enjoy the rest of the day of football. Yeah. That was Although the bye ago. week's nice. Yeah, I the, said, bye. the bye week's nice because you're not like, there is no potential loss to the Falcons in London. Yeah, that that's that's a major, major, major win. Um, also, by the way, uh, a bye week, a Matt O'Leary bye week tradition, if we've been following along for a few years. So every Saturday of the bye week, I go to the Riverhead Cider House out east on Long Island. It's it's a blast. But I saw like three Jet fans who like watch our shit and came up to me to me. I was like, oh, my God, like, it's awesome, man. Like, thank you for tuning in to all our stuff. It really means a lot. But I just wanted to shout out the Jet fans that were also at the Riverhead Cider House doing fall shit on the bye week. Uh, and to the gentleman that was at the wedding I attended on Saturday, <laughs> oh, boy, there we Dude, go. I'm wiggling on the dance floor, right? He comes up to me. He's like, you're a jet fan, aren't you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I watch all your guys stuff. I was like, here's a wristband. Thank you for hanging out with us. You brought there it to go. the wedding. You had the wristbands at the I wedding. I had it on the wedding. I had it underneath. So okay. I like, I, you couldn't see it during wedding things, yeah. but like Always once the, once the dance party started happening, the sleeves kind of come up a little oh. bit. I'm like marketing move you gotta pop the jacket off if you're in the wedding party vest mm -hmm. could come just vest yeah just the exactly just the vest suspenders look i love just the suspenders if you really get doing it on the dance floor i like that you gotta be able to drop it low becca was trying to get me to try on my suit like the whole time like leading up to the wedding because we, we're dividing and conquering we have wedding okay. this past saturday we have wedding this upcoming saturday and then we have a wedding this coming sunday during oh the jet giant game Brian, if you're listening, jerk. Sunday during the fall, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Oh, so He's a Jet fan. And the wife's a Giant fan, which is kind of funny. So, like, I got to try and have YouTube TV on my phone the entire time and not be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got we got three weddings in, like, a week. So, I was wow. like, all right, I'll go to the one this past Saturday. Becca's going to go to the one on Saturday this week. Then we're both going to go to the Sunday one. So, at least there's, like little divide and conquer crazy that's smart that's smart yeah. but busy stuff yeah boys and girls if you're just hopping in here make sure you hit that like button and if you're watching after the stream please make sure you leave a comment down below if you want to get entered into our t-shirt slash jersey giveaway at the end of this stream we're going to raffle one off and all you got to do is leave a comment on this video so hint hint if you're in this video right now and you want to leave a comment on last week's video you'll be entered into the giveaway at the end of the stream. Uh, so Matt, we got a lot to talk about. I'm ready. I mean, we've got the bye week, right? Feels like the Jets win, right? The Patriots win against the Bills, so the Bills fall a little bit further back. They get a second loss in the division. The Patriots fall a little bit further away from Caleb Williams and Drake May, and then 
the Dolphins getting the L by the Birds after the Jets beat them just a week earlier. Matt, how are you feeling about the bye week? That Good. It was almost perfect. It, like I, I can't say that it was perfect because nitpicking – the Lions should have beat the Ravens. The Rams should have beat the Steelers. There, you know, there, there's some other ones. The, the Browns won a crazy game. I was hoping the Colts would win because I have more faith in uh, the Colts kind of falling apart with their backup quarterback than you know the Browns moving to four and two. But whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it was very, it was very, very good though. Uh, the the Pats one was really, really surprising. They looked absolutely horrific the last few weeks before this game. Bill, uh, not the um, the Bills one, but the Dolphins and the Eagles. That was like we knew that was going to be a, a good game. So not crazy shocking that the Eagles won, especially coming off a loss to the Jets. I almost kind of liked that they lost going into that game because it's like, ooh, extra motivation factor. And they're wearing the Kelly Greens. They can't lose in the Kelly Greens. Uh, beautiful uniform, by the way. Um, but yeah, it was it was really really good for the Jets. They're a half a game back from second place in Buffalo Bills. And they are one and a half games back behind Miami. And guess what? They play Miami twice. So they really control their own destiny here. This is pretty cool. Yeah, right. We started getting like rumblings of like, well, the division isn't totally out of the question. <laughs> and it's like, man, we went from we're going to the Super Bowl to Aaron Rodgers getting knocked out to the season's over. What do you think we can get Caleb Williams to, well, maybe we can make the playoffs to, oh, wait a second. We got an easy stretch of our schedule. Jets have the easiest schedule of the three teams between the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins. Uh, Bills have the toughest schedule at, I believe, 0.556. Uh, Dolphins are at 0.53, and Jets are at 0.500 right now as far as strength of schedule the rest of the way out. So there's some opportunity for the Jets to make up some ground here on our division rivals. And like Matt said, we play uh, all of them over again. And I would agree that New England one felt like a, not a head scratcher, but like a little surprising. I thought the like the seams were coming undone in New England. Oh. You know, Bills getting fired or, you know, something crazy going to happen at the end of the season. And then the Bills, it's like, okay, they're going to get right. They, you know, they, they snuck one out against the Giants, but like they'll be fine against the Patriots. Yep. Uh, since they lost Milano and Trey White, that is a different team. It is. It, it really is. That Milano is, I feel like that's the heart and soul of that defense. There are other great players on that defense. And I don't, you know, want to not take anything away from, from White. He's a great corner as well, but. Milano just and he especially kills the Jets. It feels like he makes a gigantic play in every single game these two teams play. Um, but you're 100 right. They have not looked like the same team. Still, still going to be a tough game up in Buffalo. Traveling up there and, and playing a, a game uh, in November is not an easy thing. So I don't want to write that one off. It's like, oh, that's 100 a win. They can win up in Buffalo. Tough game, but you're right. That that does not look like the same Buffalo team. And Miami, I. If I had to count how many Miami fans were upset about non-calls on them, and I get it. They should have had some penalties that gone their way. There, there was a you know face mask of a wide receiver. Tyreek Hill also should have caught the ball. It wouldn't have been would have been a non-issue. Either way, watching the Finns after all the shit they talked throughout the entire week and like how high and mighty they are, they haven't beaten a team over 500 in over a year. And to watch the Jets beat the Eagles without their top two cornerbacks, plus without Eccles and without Hardy. A, uh, a mashed up offensive line and their backup quarterback. Meanwhile, Miami's got, you know, they got injuries, but they're missing. Oh, we're missing our top two corners. <laughs> Wasn't an issue for the Jets. Oh, well, our offensive lines in shambles. <laughs> Wasn't an issue for the Jets. Oh, Tua, he struggled a little bit. Zach Wilson didn't. So kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm really, I don't want to hear the injury excuse when QB1 goes down four plays into the season. Like, I, you know, and, and when you have a million, AVT gets hurt for the second year in a row. Like, I, I really don't want to hear it. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Every team's got to deal with it. And like your injuries are not going to be worse than us losing an MVP caliber quarterback. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's no, not going to no. happen. Let's move on to Miko Hardman. We haven't talked since Miko was traded last week. Uh, what were your thoughts on the trade? Jets got a 2025 sixth round pick back for Hardman and a 2027 seventh round pick. So the Jets gave up a seventh rounder. We're able to move up that round for Miko Hardman. Uh, not surprising at all. Like, I'm bummed that it didn't work out, but at the same time, like I've seen people try to like kill the Jets over this one, and I'm not really going to do that either. Like he's a fourth wide receiver and a punt returner that they brought in and an undrafted rookie free agent ended up taking his job and playing better. And, you know, it, it's it's cool for Xavier Gibson. And like I said, I'm bummed it didn't work out with Hardman. And I do agree that I, I don't think they utilized him 100% correctly either, but you know, it, it is what it is at, at this point. It felt inevitable, and a late-round pick swap is exactly what happened when the Rams traded Van Jefferson to Atlanta, so that was kind of my expectation anyway. And he goes back to play with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and he had a nice punt return and had a catch in the game, and, you know, good good for him. I, I don't have any ill will against him. I don't I don't, I don't hate the guy or anything like that. I, I wish him well when he's not playing the Jets, and, you know, that's it. Yeah, it was... It, you know, I sort of expected the trade once we started hearing all the rumors and everything. And like you said, it, this is a good problem. You're telling me that like a guy we signed to a one year contract got outplayed by an undrafted free agent, you know, rookie. And we really like him. We want to start this kid that we're going to have under team control for multiple years or like we're going to, you know, force snaps to Hardman. Like even if you want to say Gibson maybe doesn't have the floor that Hardman may have provided at this point because of like the NFL experience, whatever, which would be, you know, controversial anyway. I would rather give those reps to the young player now that's going to be here longer regardless. So that's why I'm, I'm fine with moving on from Hardman. The trade-wise, you know, okay, what, what were you expecting to get? Like a, a late-round pick swap makes all the sense in the world. I do think that uh, I thought it was nice seeing Hardman go to Kansas City. I, it was frustrating seeing him have that one really good play right off the bat with the, the punt return or the kick return or whatever it was. And then I don't know if you caught this. <laughs> I, I was on Reddit. And I'm scrolling through and I see a picture of Taylor Swift and uh, oh yeah, Kelsey. And there, it was like purely like oh Kelsey and his friend. And I was like oh they did McCall dirty. <laughs> like they didn't tag him as Nicole Hardman. It was like his friend. Yeah, I my girlfriend is a huge, huge, huge uh, Taylor Swift fan, and and so is my sister. So they uh, there's a group chat with me, my girlfriend, and my sister. And we always like they'll always send Taylor Swift and like Travis Kelsey stuff, and they sent that picture. And I'm like, oh hey, Nicole Hardman. <laughs> I think like, that was my takeaway. They're looking at uh, Taylor Swift, you know, or whoever with his Kelsey kissing her on the cheek or whoever was doing the kiss. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's that's the guy the Jets just traded. Look at that. I was I was like falling over because I was like, oh, it's this has got to be like an NFL subreddit thing that I saw it on. But it was like, no, our Taylor Swift. And I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> so it's not even the, you know, a, a football thing. It just it was funny. It was one of those like uh, almost like in Monsters, Inc. When Mike Wazowski is like in the commercial and they put like the sticker over his face. And he goes, oh, it's me <laughs> or, like the watermark. That's what it felt like with me, Cole. Uh, uh, all right, let, let's pivot a little bit off that. Let's talk a little bit about the trade deadline. Trade deadline, deadline's coming up October 31st. So Tuesday, Halloween, 4 p.m. is the deadline. Jets have a few players that could be interesting to some play, to some other teams. Carl Lawson, Dalvin Cook, two names that Jet fans are probably okay with moving on from. And then you have guys like maybe a Bryce Hall or, uh, 
I don't think people in this chat want to trade Bryce Huff, but I think there's going to be some calls uh, sent the Jets way for for him as well. Uh, what are you thinking about the trade deadline? Do you think the Jets should go out and make a move or do you think the Jets should be looking to move players? What are your uh, overall feelings? Can I say both? I would like yeah. to see a little bit of both. I don't, if I were to put like odds or like a percentage on what I think happens, I think the Jets are much more likely to just sell off a Lawson or a Dalvin Cook, some, something like that for, you know, a day three pick or a pick swap or whatever the case may be. But in addition to that, I'd like to see them add another wide receiver, which sounds crazy because they just traded one. But, you know, as as we know, it, it gets a little thin after Alan Lazard. You're looking at the corpse of Randall Cobb and a UDFA after mm -hmm. that. And, you know, maybe it's give Jason Brownlee a shot. And sure, but that's two UDFAs that you're inserting into lineup now, which is asking a lot on a team that you're hoping is a playoff team. Mm -hmm. Guy that I really, I mean, as much as I would love Devontae Adams, I think the semi realistic one that I'd really like is Cortland Sutton because that way you mm -hmm. can move Garrett Wilson back into the slot and have him do some damage there. Because with Randall Cobb and Xavier Gibson, I mean, both of those guys are exclusive slot guys and you can't really get Garrett in, in there as much and get the mismatches. So that's what I would like to see. I'd like them to move on from both Carl Lawson and Dalvin Cook. Um, and then also add a Cortland Sutton. But I would think we're more likely to see them just trade off a piece. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm, I fall in a similar category. Like I'd like to see them go after a wide receiver. I'm a little skeptical as to how much they're going to invest into that wide receiver. Sutton's young enough that I think they would consider like a third round pick maybe for him. Um, I'm still torn as to, to where I'd want to go. Like part of me wants to wait till after the season and go after someone like a Mike Evans who can, you know, be that big red zone threat. I don't think the Bucs are going to move him in season right now because they're leading their division. Um, I think his his timeline kind of matches up a little bit better with Garrett Wilson's eventual contract. Like you could theoretically sign Evans for like three years and then let him go and then Garrett gets his big contract. I Other guys around the league, I like Sutton. I just don't know if, I, I keep coming back to the whole Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett thing. Like I just, I don't yeah. know if they're going to be on the friendliest of terms where they're going to want to help us out. Now, maybe if we're the only person offering a pick and they're wanting to sell, they don't care. It doesn't matter. I just don't know if I want the Jets to be the highest bidder. And I feel like, do you think Sutton goes for a third round pick? Um, I don't, I was th maybe a fourth. I, I don't think mm -hmm. it would be a third round pick because there's some money on the contract uh, next year as well. So um, I guess it's possible. And I would really, I, I mean, I would, strongly consider it but mm -hmm. I, I wasn't thinking uh, a third i was thinking a fourth or a fifth mm. if you can get him for that i'm i'm definitely down it's almost like and then you get to players kind of like uh terrace marshall like people were talking about him being available from carolina former second round pick you'd assume probably a later pick like a fifth sixth seventh round pick probably if they're looking to move on from him I would rather, I think, see Brownlee given a few snaps as opposed to trading a pick and, and going like someone that route. Sutton's a totally different animal than than like the Brownlee, Terrence Marshall kind of level player. Yeah, because Sutton's a known commodity. Like Terrence Marshall, you're taking on a project. You're like, oh, I hope we could turn him into something and maybe he just needs to change the scenery where you know like Sutton's one of the best red zone threats in the game right now and he's a jump ball guy and he's like, hey, like the Jets suck in the red zone. They are worse in red zone efficiency right now. Like that just, it makes too much sense. Yeah, no, 100%.
few other guys, like I would love to see Carl Lawson and Cook traded. I, did you see the pro football focus trades that they threw up today? Um, no, posted here yesterday. So they had both those guys moving. Uh, Cook going to Baltimore for like a sixth round pick. And I think it was Carl Lawson getting traded to the Vegas Raiders for Hunter Renfro. And I was like, wow, oh. I would take both those. I would do both those trades right now. Uh, me too. And I understand like some people on, on Twitter, like uh, Hunter Renfro's done. And I don't know if he is done, done. I, I just think for me, like he's probably not the thousand yard receiver he was a couple of years ago, but the Jets mm -hmm. aren't asking him to be that. Can he just be a professional who gets open and catches a football like that? That would be that would be an upgrade. And if you're swapping it for Carl Lawson. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be pretty cool if you made the move for someone like Renfro and then you turn around two weeks later and play him against the Vegas Raiders, you know, in no. Vegas. Because I and Raiders fans like Renfro. I don't think it's a player yeah. they necessarily want to trade. I feel like they might feel they need to trade him. Do you think Jacobs gets moves moved over there at all? Now you want to talk about Wash. He kind of stinks this year. He's he's yeah, been he's really not bad. done well. That no. talk about a good franchise tag. <laughs> yeah. Smart, right? Like smart. Mm -hmm. Um he had a fantastic year last year, right? Was stellar, led the league in rushing, but now this this year, she's not the same guy. And he's getting a ton of reps too. It's not like they're giving him the ball. It's, he has a ton of carries, but his yards per carry is just horrific. Yeah, no, not not good at all. I as far as buyers go, like I'm, I don't think there's an offensive lineman for the Jets. No. And I don't feel like Cook or Lawson necessarily provide a whole lot. Like if you can get like a, a player that they're another team's trying to dump off similarly to what the Jets are kind of trying to do, I think that's an, an even swap. Um, but like I don't really think I want to give up picks. That first and third round pick in particular, those are the two picks I want to hold on to for sure going into the offseason. Yeah, I got crushed because I said that I – as crazy as it sounds, I might rather trade a day three pick for Cortland Sutton than give up a first round pick for Devonte Adams because then you're oh, without I a, the same thing. I, I'm, There's no first or second round pick then, and they're like, "You're crazy! What do you mean he's not worth the first? I'm like, "Well, I never said he's not worth it. I said that it might be tough if you don't have a pick in the first two rounds with this team." Oh yeah, no, I agree. I would, I would not go after Devonte Adams as much as people are like all gung ho about him. And I didn't think it was realistic in season anyway because of his contract. I thought it was a little prohibitive. Even in the off season, if they were like, "Hey, first round pick for Devonte Adams," and it gets him in New York, I don't think I'm doing it. I really don't. And it's not that he's not worth it. I think someone should off absolutely offer a first or a first and third to get him. I think he's really talented. But I feel like Garrett Wilson is kind of our Devonte Adams, and we need to find a different size profile. Which you'd like Mike Evans, who's going to be a free agent, or T. Higgins, who's going to be a free agent, or uh, you know, I mean, then you can go other routes if you want to go with a Darnell Mooney or a, a, a Hollywood Brown. There's going to be a lot of receivers that hit the open market in the offseason, and I would rather go after one of them for the money as opposed to the money and the picks with Devontae Adams, especially when you got to upgrade the offensive line. Like you don't, I, I don't know where we go in the first round of the draft, but I got to think tackle, guard, center. Whatever, the best offensive lineman that possibly yeah. falls to you is the one you should be taking. Agree, because, and thank God for AVT, because he can either play guard or tackle. So if you're in a spot where you're taking tackle, great, AVT's playing guard. If it's the best guard available, great. Then Joe Tittman's playing center, the rookie's playing guard, and AVT's playing tackle. But I'm a thousand percent with you. It's almost a disservice to your franchise if you're not drafting an offensive lineman in the first round. I want to pivot a little bit more, then we'll get into some super chat questions. The NFL admits 
They screwed up again. Another time the Jets should have gotten a roughing the passer call and it did not go their way. No call. The player wound up getting uh, fined. Do you remember who it was that had the hit on Wilson? I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head right now. Um, either way. Second time this year this has happened. Second time in a row. Yeah, uh, I'm, I, I'm. was it Barnett? I don't know why that name is jumping out to me. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head, but Barnett for some reason was jumping out. I'm sure the chat will correct us. Um, but I mean, are we surprised Sweat. they haven't gotten a roughing the passer call since uh, Joe Namath was under center, which is a long time now. So it feels like it. we're up. To, I think we're at like 660 days. I think it was December 19th, 2021, 21. Yeah. It was against the Dolphins in mm-hmm. uh, Wilson's rookie year. And it was a very, very, very late hit too. Uh, someone clipped it recently and put it on Twitter and it was like ball out. Guy took one step, two step push, and they're like, "Fine, I guess we'll throw the flag." But like, I guess we got to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. probably the only one he got all season. Pro- I don't remember, but probably. It wouldn't shock me. So, what do you think? What? How do we solve this? What? Do you, how do you fix the ref problem? Is it? Is it a sky ref? Is it full time refs? Is it? You know, what? What's the answer? All the above. Um, it, it's insane. I think we talked about this last week too. But it is absolutely insane that. This billion dollar industry does not have full time professional referees. Like, you say, oh, what do they do in the offseason? Train, practice, do simulations. I don't know anything because the product that we get is garbage. It is absolutely horrific. I I don't want this guy to be, wasn't like Ed Hockley? Didn't he like practice law during the week and would like hop on a flight and and then call the game and be like, oh, I'll see you, see you boys in six days. Let's try it again. Like, that's so stupid. Come on. They're making money hand over fist, and now they're getting the gambling money into. Like this is just so so ridiculous to me. That is the first and easiest way is you get you know a, a full full time officials and actually hold them to a, a legitimate standard, right? Maybe have them answer you know a, a press conference question, something. I don't know. Hold them a little bit more accountable than, oh, we effed up. I'm sorry. Like that, that's not good enough. Yeah, it feels like that's the jet or not the Jets. It's, it feels like it's the NFL's way of saying, oh, you know, we can do what we want because there's a distrust in the referees because of these blatant calls, because, you know, you can't review certain things or there's flags not thrown or there's a flag thrown dramatically late after an interception, for example. Like there is a distrust in the establishment, (laughs) in the NFL referees. I agree. Have them full time. I, I was looking at a list. They're like, this guy's a middle school teacher. I was like, very cool. Awesome. Great game. At the same time, pay this dude enough so that way he can be a full-time ref, like his full-time thing. I would love to see like, hey, guess what? The same referees, I guess it's different rules, so you probably can't do it, but I'd be like, oh, referees for college, referees for pros, referees for spring league, perfect. You guys got a whole bunch of refereeing you could do throughout the entire year, but like, I don't want them to screw up and be like, oh, that's one foot in, it's good, and then be like, no, no, no. Shot myself yeah, in the they, foot. They, have too, they make too much money for that to even be a concern. It doesn't matter. Even if you have six months off, I don't care. Just as long as you are getting the calls right in the six months, we need you. That's all that matters. Dude, I want to see like the sky ref or whatever. Like you don't have to do this whole dog and pony show with challenging plays. There's a guy sitting in New York that could be like, yeah, no, you're good. It's, it's a fumble. It's clearly a fumble. I could see it. Don't waste the time. Then you can, then you can challenge penalties. And it's not as like prohibitive. It's not like you're slowing the game, the game down immensely at that point. Yeah, there's got to be a better way, right? Like, it just feels so 
a lot of it feels like just so dated. Like I, I think I talked about this last week too, but for a measurement, like they're running the chain gang out. There. Come on. There's gotta be a better way that, to measure if a ball is, you know, 10 yards or not, than them running with a, a chain. And it's like, okay, I'm going to put it down here, Bob. And then you stretch it as far as you can. And let's see how far it is. Like, this is oh, it's this insane. Is it's like, wild to think that that's the technology we're using. It's the same thing that you say in like baseball too. It's like, that should be, you know, the strike box is so important. It should be a standardized thing that everyone has to try and, you know, boom, that makes sense. That checks a box. 10 yards is always going to be 10 yards. So why are we screwing around with it? Ball's always going to have to cross the end zone line. If we can fix that and we know where the ball crossed, <laughs> like why not do that? Uh, dude, I, I don't, we're, we're preaching to the choir here. Like it's just so, it should be so obvious to the league, but for whatever reason, they just like, bury their head in the sand they're like oh no no we're good we're fine we're just gonna keep making money and doing messed up things and you'll keep watching every sunday and it works for them it does i'm gonna watch next sunday too so it's just gonna keep happening yes it's <laughs> a constant problem <laughs> yeah, uh, over let's over. see we've got uh sawyer sawyer joins the only fans if you guys would like Ooh. to support the channel look for the join button down Yay. Uh, thank you so much, Sawyer. Uh, Jonathan came in earlier and said, fly in from the UK for the Chargers game. Hopefully we get a W. You're damn right we're going to get a W because myself, O'Leary, and Greenbean are going to be at the Chargers game for Monday night. And if you guys want to get in on it, we do still have a few tickets left. Go over to talkinjets.com. T-A-L-K-I-N. Jets.com. No G. Head no, over no G. Uh, all you guys are the Gs. That's why there's no yes. G. You're the real G's. It's a good line. You guys are the G's. We didn't need to bring one because you guys always bring the G. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I know when Bean comes on, I'm sure we'll talk about it too. But, um, yeah, we did the the charity event on, on Saturday. I tweeted about it. Um, I had a table there, and one of the things was uh, two tickets to the, and an experience. And a few people were asking, and I gave them the link. They're like, oh, I want to come to I, like I want to come to the tailgate. I don't know about the actual tickets. It's like, oh, yeah, here's here's the link. Um, so it's going to be a really good group of people and I'm getting antsy about it. I can't wait. Oh, dude, there's something about the cool, crisp fall air and like everything's like setting up right for the Jets. You come out of the bye. I want to smack around the giants. Don't overlook them. I'm like very concerned that yeah. that's going to be a thing. Um, I feel like the giants are going to get up for this game. They've heard so much shit about the jets all off season. I feel like they're getting up for this game. So we cannot sleep on them. And then you go into the chargers game and it's like, all right, you're coming across the country different time zones i don't trust their coach the defense stinks yes and and you're right though the staley is what bottom three coach in the sport if not bottom one he's i mean that team is consistently underperforming like herbert should be far more successful than he is right now i think yeah and a part of, like i feel bad for for herbert like i think he's immensely talented um mm -hmm. And they, they spent so much money on that defense, and they absolutely stink. Um, but I think the Jets, I mean, they, they've shown it so far this year. They've, they're they going to create turnovers, and they're going to make life hell for really good quarterbacks. And I think we're going to see the same thing on Monday night in a couple weeks. Hell yeah. Sawyer comes in and says, if we trade for a wide receiver, do we go for a bigger body Sutton or Allen Robinson or a smaller, quicker guy? Like Cooks, Jahan Dotson, or Hollywood Brown. I personally like Dotson or Sutton. I would go after a Sutton-type guy, someone that can help us in the red zone. That's our biggest yep. issue spot right now. Matt, you agree? 
1,000 percent because uh, I, I understand where like the smaller speedy guy, you get him the ball in space, yards after the catch, usually good route runners uh, can separate a little bit better. But they're just so bad in the red zone. I, I would love to see two bigger guys. And it sucks because Corey Davis would be really nice right about now to be on the outside with Garrett uh, Wilson in the slot. But Alan Lazard, I, I, I like he's not a star, but I think he's just a, a solid like steady two or number two or three receiver, but having another one of those guys, like I think Cortland Sutton is exactly what this team needs. And like, I know you mentioned that Hackett and Peyton, they're not going to want to help each other out, but uh, Sutton played for Hackett last year and seemed to like him. So. Yeah. But like maybe other teams like him and they're like, I just, I don't know if the Jets are going to be the highest bidder for him. That's I think more of my concern. I feel like Sutton could garner a third and I don't know if the Jets will go that high. Could be wrong. We'll see. I'd be pumped with it, though. We need a red zone threat. Jay Dubs comes in and says, Love you guys. Where are we in the offseason cap-wise? And what areas do you think we target in free agency and the draft? Thanks. So let me get the most recent over-the-cap numbers. Uh, the Jets right now are sitting at... I think we were sitting at like $8 million last time I looked. But now my computer is all of a sudden deciding to be very slow on this page. Okay. So we're uh, $7.3 million right now. Uh, for 2023, that's going to roll over depending on if we spend any extra money this year. We have 30 million in the bank for 2024 right now under the cap, under the, the perspective cap that they have. Uh, there are a bunch of contracts the Jets could move on from if they wanted to. Uh, CJ Mosley, I would like to see them maybe stretch out his contract a little bit more, like do one more year but drop that cap hit because he could be an $11 million savings. Lake and Tomlinson, I don't think I would move off of him right now, uh, but his cap number is 18 million next year. You could save 8 million from moving off of him. So depending on how you're feeling about some of your interior guys, that might be something to look at. Um, DJ Reed, you're not going to move off of him. He's a $6 million savings. Uh, Uzama's 5.3. Oh, yep. Hold on one second. If you want to continue talking. Yeah, no, uh, definitely Uzama would be someone that I would like to uh, move off of to me. Like, Jeremy Ruckert is already starting to take his snaps a little bit. I, I think that he is, um, you know, the the tight end two for the second half of this year. But I think Tyler Conklin and Jeremy Rucker are going to be the one to punch on this team uh, going forward for the rest of this year and next year. I think Conklin's come on pretty strong, actually, recently. Um, I got on him a little bit for, for drops and some contested catches. Like, I would have liked to see him come up with the ball. Uh, in that game against Kansas City in the end zone. But I think he's played pretty, pretty well this year. I think he's on pace for over 600 yards, which is pretty, I mean, impressive, all things considered. And, you know, they, like I mentioned a few seconds ago, they don't have a true number two receiver with Alan Lazard. But um, I, I think for, for me personally, like Conklin should probably be second with Brees Hall shortly thereafter in terms of, of targets in the receiving game. Uh, you're muted. I'm going to put uh, you on full screen. I got to take care of some baby stuff, so I will be back. But, <laughs> but you're going to be on full screen. Okay, that is totally fine. I will hold it down. Look at this. Look at this. Love you guys. Where are – oh, okay, we got another one. City Burt says, Jets to win the East is plus 1,100. 
It's a decent long shot. We have the healthiest defense and the hardest part of our schedule is behind us. I am glad that City Burt asked this question because uh, I looked at both the Bills and the Miami Dolphins schedule. So that's what I kind of uh, that's what I want to pull up right now uh, and go over what their schedule looks like the rest of the way. Uh, because again, it's, it's not the easiest of schedules. So, um, they have Tampa Bay on a short week this week. I think they probably bounce back against Tampa Bay. You'd have to think it's a home game for them. They lost in, in embarrassing fashion. They, uh, to the, to new England, excuse me. Uh, but they've played well at home. Their only home loss home loss is Jacksonville. But as we know, that was in London. But at Cincinnati after that, Cincinnati's hitting their stride. Denver at home's easy. But they have the Jets after that. That's a tough game. At Philadelphia, obviously going to be a tough game. Their bye week at Kansas City, which is going to be a tough game. Dallas, which is going to be a tough game. Then they have the Chargers, but traveling across the country, that's a little bit harder. Um, they also have the Patriots, which... They just lost the Patriots. I don't think they're getting swept by them. But then they close out with the Dolphins. So that's, I would classify like six pretty challenging games. Not that they're going to lose all six, right? But that's six games that are, are going to be tough for them. As for the Miami Dolphins, if you look at their schedule the rest of the way, they have New England this week, which uh, they already beat New England. I think they probably take care of business. They usually play them pretty well. Uh, but then they have at Kansas City, their bye week against the Raiders at the Jets, at Washington, Tennessee, and then their gauntlet to close out. Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. So they also have six tough games left. With the Jets, is their schedule really on the same part? Like, they got most of those games. We talked about, like, Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, all teams that they still have to play, except for the Dolphins. They just played the Eagles. The Jets took care of already. The Jets' toughest games outside uh, or after the bye, rather, are the two against Miami and Buffalo and Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's defense is really good, so I'll throw that in as a tough game. That, there's four really difficult games left on the schedule, and you just got to be able to take care of business at that point um, against some other opponents. But I, I like it. At plus 1,100, yeah, spr sprinkle a few shekels on that. Why not? And uh, get, get after it. I, I, I like it. I'm in on that. Uh, all right, let's see. You guys, I see in the chat now, I'm putting the chat up. Uh, you could drop some cues down in there um, and we will get to it. Uh, do, 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 do. We said, McLean says, Matt, we got you. We'll give you some questions. I appreciate that. McLean says, or MC Lean is probably the better way of saying it. I always say McLean, but it's probably MC Lean. What do we do to attack the Giants defense? Great question. I wish I could put you put the question up on the screen, but I, I unfortunately don't have control uh, to do that. So I'm going to chat. Uh, but no, we're talking about what to do to attack the Giants defense. I did a video earlier this morning on how much Wink Martindale likes to blitz. The Giants are third in the NFL in blitz percentage. It's 47%, I believe is the number. Uh, but there's only two teams who blitz more than the Giants. So usually when you blitz, you're getting pressure on the quarterback. And as we know, Zach Wilson earlier in his career, and even at points in the beginning of this year, really struggled while pressured. Um, but 
three areas he improved in that regard. While while and these all these numbers are while he is pressured or, or under pressure. His time to throw has drastically improved, like from the snap to getting the ball out. He's getting the ball out quicker this year while pressured than he was last year. He was last in the league in adjusted completion percentage while under pressure. This year he is top 10. And last year he was last in the league, 40th in turnover worthy play percentage. Uh, and this year he is also top 10 in that regard. So what does that mean? In the passing attack, you have to be able to get the ball out quickly. You have to limit turnover worthy plays. Um, and most Im importantly, you, you're going to make completions after that. You know, don't be erratic with the football. He's been a much more accurate passer this year. And that's not saying he's a perfect quarterback. He, he isn't a perfect quarterback. There is still, you know, room for growth here with, with Zach. They need to specifically in the red zone and getting the ball into the end zone. There is a really, really big need for improvement there. They're the worst red zone efficient team in the league. And he's got to start throwing for more touchdowns. But there is tangible proof or tangible um, improvement where he went from pretty much unplayable last year in 2022 to this year. He's been at, at least a, a playable level quarterback, which is uh, which is solid. Uh, let's keep going down here onto some of the. Oh, we got another one went through. OK, look at that. We just got this just popped up on my screen. How about this? We'll do some blitz crew. Does XFL US, USFL have different rules? If not, any, another thing the refs can do the offseason would like refs at camp. Sweet. Uh, sweat was the guy that was fine. There we go. It was Sweat. Okay. I didn't remember who it was, so I appreciate that. The XFL and at least the XFL, I believe the USFL uh, does have different rules than the NFL. They like to be a little bit more experimental, which is fine. Um, I don't think like that's what I would want these guys doing, although it's what they can be doing. Like I would put them in like simulator, simulator training, like fighter pilots, like when they're not flying, right. They're doing simulators and they're learning how to get better. They're in the classroom. I'd be doing the same things with these reps. It's not, Hey, you show up on Sunday and then we'll see you in a week this next week you're in Kansas city kind of thing. Uh, Elmo's world says, are you confident in us beating the giants? Oh, and there's another one from Billy. Um, Oh, look at this. This is fantastic. Um, I am pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> oh, I, that was awesome. I, I think the jets handle business, but I don't think they're going to blow them out. The jets are not built to blow out teams. Like, the point total in this game is set at 36 and a half. I think it's going to be an under game. I would think like 19, 10, 20 to 13, something like that. The, I, I, there's no question that the Giants defense has played significantly, significantly better the last two weeks. They gave up seven points to uh, Washington last week, but that was also kind of like the perfect storm because Sam Howell, we talk about Zach Wilson holding onto the ball forever. Sam Howell holds onto the ball for an eternity and is on like a record setting pace for, for sacks. And a lot of it is, is self-induced Their Their offensive line isn't fantastic. That's for sure. But he has a lot of self-induced problems. So that's another reason why I think that line's improved, but I, I think they handle business. Calvin says, what do you think the toughest part of our remaining schedule is? Ah, uh, to me, I definitely think it's those three divisional games that are left. You have, 
Buffalo and Miami back to back, which is after this next three game stretch, which is doable. I, I would like to see the Jets win all three games. Absolute worst, I would say two and one. You have the Giants, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Those are three very winnable games. If you can go into that stretch and win all three, and you're six and three going into the game against Buffalo, and then the game against Miami after that, and you split with those two, and you're at seven and four after the next five, I think you're setting yourself up in a really, really good spot, and the division is absolutely in play at that point. Douglas. Thank you so much for your super chat. Five bucks. You are much appreciated. Says as much as I'd like uh, RTP call, roughing the passer call, I'd prefer teams stop taking cheap shots at Zach Wilson. That is 100% fair. I would much, much rather teams just stop taking shots at Zach. I think a big reason why they do is because they know they're going to get away with it. Like they, that has to, be a thing and be a factor here is they know that they are going or not going to get those calls uh, and we can get away with a little bit more. And plus the jets don't really have a ton of people on this offensive line. Who's going to stand up for the quarterback with, especially with Connor McGovern, but hopefully guys like Joe Tipman, AVT and Makai Becton uh, could, could change that because it really bothered me when uh, Zach Wilson was getting crushed in new England in his first year gets hurt and uh, all his linemen are standing around doing nothing about it. NY Jets situation report. My man, what's going on? These guys right here are the New York Jets creator equivalent of the boys. You just got to watch and pay attention when they're on the screen. Go Jets. See, this is perfect because I'm the only one on screen. So I know he means me. He definitely is not talking about that guy Jets Talk 24-7, a.k.a. Ryan, or Green Bean, who he does a program with. I am sure he is only talking about me. I am kidding. Make sure to be following along with NY Jets situation report. Uh, he is on with Green Bean every week on the Thursday Thick of It. Quality, quality stuff. Good follow on Twitter as well. He makes me laugh on Twitter. So uh, make sure to follow along with our guy here. Uh, I was hoping that Ryan was still going to be there so that he could uh, hear me make fun of him, but apparently not uh, as that did not change. That is okay. We're going to go scroll on down. Uh, Rodrigo says, just got here. Matt going solo tonight. So Green Bean is joining us at nine o'clock. Green Bean will be hopping on the program. Uh, it was me and Ryan to start. And then Ryan got summoned for uh, a parent parenting duties, uh, which is totally understandable. And I am holding down the four answering questions. Green Bean will be joining us soon. And Ryan is back. Look at that. I love it. Oh, quick wardrobe change. Had to take care of a screaming baby. <laughs> totally understandable. Not fun. Not fun. She's, she's a little under the weather right now. So I was like, oh, I was like, so what was cool was I stayed behind the scenes and I popped up the comments yeah. <laughs> on the screen as you were talking. Yeah, that, that was very, very helpful. I appreciated that. Stealthy, right? Teamwork makes the dream work. Situation report, Gunny, our man. <laughs> Gunny. I'll, I'll just throw up Douglas again real quick. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I would also prefer roughing the passer calls. Not have to be called against our quarterback because no one's taking cheap shots at Zach. But when they do, I would like them to be called. 100%. <sighs> Crazy stuff. Gotta figure out which uh, kid's crying. <laughs> you mean, you go back and answer some questions. I'm gonna keep an eye out. I might keep the door open. All right, keep the door open. Look, you gotta do what you gotta do. 
I do. I am a big fan of the Hawaiian. All right. Thank you. I'm good. I was cooking under. I had the sweatshirt and I had the jersey on on top, and I was like, Psh, let's bring the bring the tropicals out. I love it. I'm always on coming board home for from that. work, hopping on a stream. <clears throat> kind of nice. Oh, what else we got? Phenom comes in. What's up, dude? Met you at training camp. We got to meet him, Matt, you, me, and Bean. That's right. Pretty sure. Pretty sure it was the same day. Uh, he says, the dynamic duo. No, Matt, you're Batman. What's your take on the injuries for Sauce and DJ Reed? Ooh. I think for me, um, I think both end up getting cleared. They haven't been back to the facility yet, which I think is a big part of it. Like they weren't there Monday or they didn't practice mm -hmm. Monday, Tuesday, they're off day. Um, so I think we'll know Wednesday. And same with Joe Tippman, too, is someone that Robert Sala said, we'll know more on Wednesday, which I don't know. Did, does Joe Tippman have like special healing powers? Did he go from like someone who's going to be out for the season until he's going to find he's going to start? Like what's happening here? Well, I, th I think we what we hear initially, right? Like, let's timeline this. You yes. had uh, Joe Tippman. We think he's got a thigh and we think it might be serious, I think was the initial report. Correct. And then we follow that up. We heard from Samini on Asman's podcast saying he's been hearing quadriceps tendon injury, but that's there leaves a lot to be open, uh, a lot left there. Is it a sprain or something like that? Or is it a tear? A tear would be, you know, out for the season. So it seems like based on what we heard from Sally yesterday, at least it doesn't seem like a season ender. But at the same time, Sal is never right with injury. So <laughs> I don't know what to believe on this. Yeah, he's a, Joe Tibbin. Unfortunately, has passed on. Is what this means. He's no longer with us. I t I, I put a comment on the Jets video of the uh, Salah press conference yesterday, two days ago, yesterday, um, and it was like Monday. Joe Tipman is a quick healer. Wednesday, Joe Tipman is on IR. <laughs> just, yeah, just like everyone's feeling the same way about this. I, and hopefully we get him back, right? Because our offensive line with him at guard was looking really good. Unfortunately, we don't get AVT for the rest of the season. But I want to at least get as many snaps with him as possible. Because if they yeah. do decide to move on from Lakin, then at least you have, you know, maybe an answer at guard. Maybe center's an easier position to find. Who knows? They could. They could do it that way. If they want to leave Tittman at guard, do that. I, I, I don't care where he plays. He's efficient at either position. So, again, Robert Salas said a billion times he wants to get the best five out there. Fine. I, I Again, if he's if it's center, fine. If it's guard, that's okay too. Left side, right side, doesn't matter to me. Uh, infrared or infrared <laughs> comes in and says, "Do you think the G men are going to stack the box on Zach? If so, what should be Zach's counterpunch? Jets up." So I do think if I were the Giants, I would play Zach and force him to beat me with his arm. There's not enough of a sample size of him doing that to defenses to not have that be your main plan initially. Um, I would, if I were the Jets, I would plan to run out of 12 and 13 personnel and mm -hmm. run all your, you know, plays out of those sets. Gives you maximum protection for Zach, allows you to have maximum blocking for your running back in Brees or Carter or whoever you're using at that time. And then you also get the ability to run play action out of it. And tight ends on the field, I mean, I'm fine with whatever gets Ruckert onto the field. If you tell me I got Garrett Wilson and Ruckert on the field at the same time, plus Brees in a heavy package with Conklin as well, like, I'm okay with that. Those, I think, are our best receiving threats anyway. Yeah, I am totally with you there. I think uh, something I was talking about while you were gone, but um, I talked about earlier today on my show was uh, how much Wink Martindale and the Giants defense, they love to – to blitz they're third in the league mm -hmm. uh in blitz percentage so 
I think the recipe is do what you did against Philly. There was a lot of quick slant stuff and him getting the ball out quick. I think that's got to be the, the plan. It can't be these long developing plays. Yeah, I feel like that's almost where the Jets' offensive line hampers some of the creative stuff they can do because you almost have to trick the defense into not being able to get to the quarterback via the play action. Um, and, you know, having those quick slants or screens, things that kind of take a little bit of the zest away from the pass rusher, if you will, like they're not going to be as pinned back uh, knowing what you're going to do. So the the longer developing plays with Zach, I feel like are a little tougher and you're going to see more of the you know, five to 10 yard variety, which is fine. Get the ball into Garrett's hands, Brees hands out on the edge and let him make one guy, two guys miss. Uh, I'm here for it. But I do think uh, they should stack the box on Zach until he proves that he can beat them over the top. Then they might have to adjust. Exactly. I'm with you. Um, High Kung Fu says, where's Green Bean? Green Bean should be joining us in about 10 minutes or so. He's going to miss the first hour of the show. We miss him. We do miss him. Douglas comes in. Titman made a pilgrimage to see Aaron Rodgers and be blessed by his miraculous healing powers. That's how he did it. <laughs> they had dolphins humping in the ocean and uh, Aaron Rodgers was there and they both took ayahuasca and that's how he became a, a super healing man. That's yeah, the story I'm to, running with. He had to go on the Oregon Trail. Like, uh, remember the game in, in school? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he died right. of dysentery. Yeah, exactly. He he had to go. He had to forge the river, all that good stuff in order. Broke to his get... wagon wheel. Oh Terrible. yeah, the, the whole the whole nine. Um, <laughs> he met a shaman on the way. It was it was a great trip. I love it. Jr. Jet comes in and says, "I don't think a matter of refs not knowing what they're doing, or I don't think it's a matter of refs not knowing what they're doing. It's not admitting when they're wrong, and we have no way to find them." when they are. I don't even necessarily think you have to find them, but I do think that's an option. I think finding is an option. I think uh, having some type of scoring system, like how accurately are their calls versus when someone looks at it via replay and say, okay, that wasn't holding. Like the, the thing that they do every Wednesday where they or Tuesday where they say, ah, oops, you know, we accidentally, yeah. you know, did that to the Jets twice this year. So sorry. I would like to see that and then hold them accountable. Just be like, hey, this is your, your consistency wise, like, you know, referee A, you get you get a ninety five percent. You're right, majority of the time. That you do seventy. I understand. You know, D's get degrees or whatever, but dude, back of the line. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, you get to go get relegated to like the college ranks or something. I do think you have to hold them accountable. I, fines, I don't know if it's fines, because then you start getting into the whole money side of things. And it's like, well, is someone paying his fines? And then you go down this whole rabbit hole. Yeah, I don't know if fines is the right. We're, but it's like, I don't know, with any job, you, you, there's a certain level of performance that you have to hit. Sure. Yeah, and I like the idea of holding them accountable in terms of like a press conference because then you got to like answer to the questions that the referee or that the reporters are throwing out you. And then maybe you might say something stupid or you might say something honest and then you get caught and you're like, ah, dang it. But at least there's some accountability. And even if they're going to tow the company line, like, oh, no, that's what we called on the field. And it's like, you know, maybe eventually you get someone to slip up. Hopefully. Uh, John thinks Dalvin is just getting into shape now. Where are you on the the Dalvin Cook, like, out of shape because he didn't have training camp? He's a, a, a volume runner where you need to get a lot of reps. Are you kind of buying into that, or are you looking a little more at the yards per carry? Uh, Well, I still, even though he has looked better, 
the last two weeks, you're still looking at 3.8 yards per attempt and four yards per attempt. Three carries, 12 yards mm-hmm. has been his best performance. Um, so I don't like – if you want to keep him as your third running back and activate Izzy and make Michael Carter inactive or trade Michael Carter, fine. Maybe that's a different conversation, but um, – I Dalvin is someone who usually tends to perform better when he is getting a ton of, of reps and a ton of volume. And he did miss a lot of time in training camp, which is part of the reason why I didn't want him in the first place. Cause he was going to miss so much time. And then the whole point was him to be brought in to spell Brees hall early while Brees is getting ramped up and they're both getting ramped up at the same time. And they both, and you know, and Dalvin was really ineffective the first few weeks. So I don't know. It's it was a little frustrating, but I think he's gotten better, but is nowhere near back. Do you think that they are likely to cut Dalvin, or because you're only saving like I think it's like eight hundred thousand dollars if you were to move off of him? I don't think you. I don't think they're going to cut him. I would be really surprised if they did that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm torn on Dalvin because I was excited when we signed him. The money thing doesn't really bother me because Aaron Rodgers specifically took less money so that way he could get in Dalvin Cook. So the money thing doesn't bother me so much. I like that the Jets are at least uh, allocating snaps in a correct manner, or at least it looks like they're trending in that direction. Like they're, they're giving 14% of snaps to Dalvin Cook, and that's down from, I think it was at 50% at one point this season. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm a fan of that. I would like to see Izzy activated, though. I think that's a, a piece of the puzzle that we are missing. Yeah, Brees. Oh, go on. Sorry. I, didn't I was going to give you the numbers. Uh, from last week, it was Brees 66%, Michael Carter 20%, Dalvin Cook 14%. Um, and the week prior, before that, even 52% Brees, 31% Carter, 17% Cook. Cook at 15 to 20% is, is fine. It was really more so early on. He was like 50% and just rushing for two yards to carry. Yeah, for sure. I And, you know, I wouldn't even, I wonder why we don't see him more on passing downs like in terms of like we we see carter as the third down back do you think carter's that much better than cook or like is it a blocking thing you know carter's dropped a few passes that's left me a little sour on him at points um i wouldn't mind you know him and carter like cook and carter having a similar percentage of uh snaps yeah, Carter's been frustrating, man. Um, a few big drops. Um, he's been better in pass protection this year, but I don't know. He's kind of left a lot to be desired as well. It's, you know, his kind of second year in a row where it's been a little lackluster. So um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more on let's let's see what Izzy can do at this point. John Moore comes in and says, I bet Dalvin finds the end zone versus the G-men. Man, I would love to see it, right? Like I, I'm cons- I, I shouldn't say I'm concerned about the G-men. I'm not not concerned about the Giants. I'm concerned more about the Jets not taking the Giants seriously because of some of their own hype coming off the Eagles win and then looking at the Giants saying, oh, you know, this defensive line, we're going to feast on that offensive line, which they absolutely should. But I feel like this Giants team is going to come up and play up to the level that we've kind of seen the last two weeks from them. They played Buffalo tough. They beat the Commanders this past week. I don't know. I'm, I've, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be like if you get to 20 points, you might win that game. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I think you're looking at a 20 to 13, a 19 to 10 kind of game. I think it's going to be a low scoring, you know, 
game. I, I don't think the Jets run away with it. I think they should win. They're favored, you know, for a reason, but um should be a low scoring tight game. Dalvin Cook getting into the end zone. You take in uh, anytime touchdown scorer from Dalvin Cook? No. Brees, yes. Dalvin, no. Sorry, John. No dice. Cuca Lake says, Michael Carter looking like saggy mom boobs out there, Izzy. Uh, out there. <laughs> dot, 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 Izzy. So he wants to see Izzy. Um, it's funny. Yeah, it's... You gotta be like old mom boobs. There's some nice mom boobs. <laughs> the saggy kind. The bad kind, I think he's implying. That's true. That's true. Infrared says J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Thank you. For all you members in there. We got, we got over 400 people in here and only 156 likes. What the hell's going on? Come on. Drop a like. You like what you're seeing? Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. And friend of the program, Green Bean, will be joining us soon. So another yeah. reason to like this stream. They're probably holding off their likes. That's what it is. We're not liking it until Green Bean shows up. I, I can't say that I blame him, honestly. Nah, I don't blame him. I didn't hit the like button yet. I'm waiting. No, I want to see. I'm waiting for something good to happen. <laughs> Uh oh, Phenom says, Ryan, I met you, Shay, and Richie at training camp. Looking forward to meeting B and Matt. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Okay. I see all my days were blending together. I was like, I'm almost positive Matt was there for that. We took I, I a few thought, pictures with people this year. Yes. It I, I was I was thinking of um oh my god. Oh Weed Man. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say, um the hell's his name? Oh my God. How can I not remember his damn username? It's like the funniest fucking thing. Weedman. Is it just Weedman? Like, is that what it is? Something like that. Something along those lines. But he's got the whole hat and every like yeah. he looks the part of his username. <laughs> that's why that's why that's who I was thinking. Kelvin says, question. I would like to see Hall and Del uh, Dalvin in shotgun more. Thoughts. Um so if you have them lined up in shotgun and you got Zach in the middle, do you put your two tight ends in? Are you having Garrett and Lazard? Are you having any tight ends in if you have the two running backs in? I feel like you should. Probably. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you could have one on either side. I feel like there's a very low percentage chance that the ball's going to go to Cook in any of those situations. Like if you're a defense and you're trying to key in on players, it'd be like, okay, Brees, one. Garrett, two. Um, or vice versa, depending on down and distance. I don't know how much the presence of Cook is going to distract teams on the field. Do you want to see both those guys back there? No. Um, I, not not particularly, no. Uh, I'd rather put more tight ends on the field or their actual fullback than both Dalvin and Hall, to be honest with you. Hmm. Yankee Jet comes in and says, do you guys honestly think that Zach can keep us in the thick of it Till Aaron gets back. Um, I, if he just plays average, I, I said it before, the last three games that he has played, if you extrapolate it over a 17-game season, and you're talking to get about the Chiefs and the Eagles, and then, of course, you have the Broncos, not a great team, but he didn't really have like, big stats in that game either. But if he plays the same way he's played over the course of the last three games, extrapolate over a 17-game season, it would be a 63% completion percentage, which would be eighth in the NFL last year, it would be 3,600 yards, which would be 12th in the NFL this year. So if you're giving me that level of play from Zach Wilson, then it's just a matter of figuring out the red zone. You figure out the red zone, this team is going to be lethal. One and nine in the red zone. We left so many points on the board, Matt. 
I know that's the part that really <clears throat> frustrates me. You got to turn some of those threes into sevens and then you're starting to feel, uh, feel pretty good. Um, for, for me, I think he absolutely can. If he's play, if he plays like he did the last three weeks, I think we've shown he's shown some serious signs of improving and, you know, I'm not sitting here and telling you he's the long-term answer or he's this great elite level quarterback, but he's playing like, I don't know, the 23rd best quarterback in football right now. And that's probably good enough. Yeah, you just got to keep it as long as he's not turning the ball over. And the reason we are losing games, if you could say that much, then I I think he's doing his job. He's doing his job. He's holding it down. There's a there's a scenario in my head that's playing over and over again, and I really want it to kind of be the case. It's a little scary, okay. but I want it to happen. Week 18, winning in. Rodgers comes back beginning of December. He's just kind of feeling his way out back in practice, comes back for the final game of the season. Against the Patriots in Foxborough. He breaks the Patriots losing streak. He gets us into the playoffs and hands Belichick the record for most losses of a head coach. He needs eight losses. That would have to be his eighth loss of the season or eighth loss additionally from where he's at right now. This is tremendous. I, I like that a lot. Uh, sign me up for that. Absolutely. That would be fantastic or what about i mean yours is definitely a better option but can i give you an alternative one that i think would also be exciting i i think i know where you're going and i want to hear it okay christmas eve against washington it's like aaron Rodgers, your christmas mm -hmm. like here santa's coming tonight and aaron Rodgers is is back mm -hmm. i like that i like that they lock it up going into the final week of the season then zach gets a redemption game against the patriots and okay, then Zach exercises the demons, going to be the future of the franchise years down the line. <laughs> Belichick gets handed his all-time most losses loss, and the Patriots have to deal with the fact that they lost to Zach Wilson at the end of their season. And That'd the be kind of first round bye, and we win the Super Bowl, and then you know just some other minor details. Please, please <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. What else are we talk about here? I saw some really cool questions. Uh, Johnny Jimenez says over under Greg Zerline kicks more than five field goals um, in the Giants game. So I've been taking the over or higher than 1.5 field goals from both the Jets and the opposing team that's Mark. going against the Jets because our defense is so good. It screwed me this past week against the Eagles, but five out of six games it hit on. So I'm still going to do that. I think Zerline's probably good for three field goals. I won't say five. Five's a lot. Yeah, if you set the line at four and a half, right, so you can do an over-under, I am definitely signing up for the under. I'm thinking I might stick. I might go four. I think the Jets mm. score one touchdown and kick four field goals and get 19 points. God, that's such a frustrating damn score. <laughs> it, I mean, it is, but uh, yeah. I hope it didn't right. change it. <laughs> How about them Jets comes in and says, is there one remaining game that we can comfortably say it's a win? I'm on the edge of, I'm on the edge every week. Also, can we expect to see Trevor as the backup go Jets? So first off, yes, I do think Trevor should be the backup starting against the Giants. I think he's had enough time. It's been a month in the system. He should be significantly better than Boyle right now. Uh, in terms of, a win that you feel comfortable about? No, no. I Right now with Zach Wilson at the helm, I feel like we can lose every game. 
uh, that's on our schedule. I just also have the confidence that we can win every game because of our defense and if Zach doesn't make any mistakes. So uh, he hasn't gotten me to the point where I'm confident yet, but I feel we can win every matchup we go into. It just you know has the floor of being a loss as well. Matt, what do you think about Trevor Simeon being backup? And do you think there's a game left on the Jets schedule that would be a comfortable win? Uh, I don't personally think that they have a game that is a comfortable win. And the biggest reason for that is like what you said, their their offensive struggles. They struggled to score points. And yes, I understand that their defense is so good. They have an elite level defense. I'm really excited about that. But they're not built to blow teams out. They are built like the 2009 and 2010 Jets where they're going to play stellar defense they're going to run the crap out of the football and they're going to ask their young quarterback to not make any mistakes probably closer to the 09 offense than 2010 because 2010 mark sanchez was actually a better version of a game manager than i think even this version of zach wilson is so um yeah i don't think they are i think it's all going to be tight low scoring games which are stressful but i mean come december probably win some games and you think simeon is back up yeah, I think so. He should be. Uh, it's him boiling it. Uh, Trevor Simeon, at least we know, can play a little bit. Blitz crew just dropped in and gifted five Talking Jets memberships. Mm, oh, milk that's Milk Thumbs. Sorry. Hold on. Well, you can still hit the Milk Thumbs. I hit the wrong button. That's what happens when you do stuff. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kyuka Lake claimed a membership jordan johnny chris and ethan all gifted memberships from blitz crew so blitz crew thank you so much for supporting there we the channel. Go. we'll see you against uh not against four jets chargers very excited douglas comes in douglas says uh line cook up in the backfield and breeze in the slot i would be okay with this option I like this option a lot because I'd rather have, I shouldn't say rather, but I like the idea of Brees only having to make like a corner or safety or linebacker miss, as opposed to having to run through maybe a less than desirable offensive line into a strong defensive line. You kind of avoid that variable. Yeah. Um, also Brees Hall on the outside as a receiver, please sign me the hell up for that. I, I think he, is just a mismatch waiting to happen. And can, can I shout out a, another Jets content creator who does good sure. work? Okay. There's so many that do great work. But specifically, this person has mentioned this before, and I think it's an apropos comparison. The great Jake Asman has mm. said many, many times that the Jets need to use Brees Hall like the 49ers do with Christian McCaffrey. And you saw last night, they threw a little swing pass to Christian McCaffrey, catches it, zoom, up the sideline, 30 yards, touchdown. Why can't you do that with Brees Hall? Like, he, he's shown the ability when in open space. He's just too fast. He makes people miss. He can run through guys. Like, I, I think they need to use him more in the passing attack as well. Yeah, 100%. Get people off their comfort zone. I mean, if you have him lined up behind Zach and then all of a sudden he goes in motion and they're like, wait a second, and Dalvin Cook's back there, hey, things start getting interesting. You can get creative for sure. And I think if you're running it all out of similar formations too, it just creates more and more confusion for the defense. And I'm here for it. MC Lean comes in, says, if he can throw one touchdown, 200 to 220 yards, limit turnovers, I think we go 12 and 5. Brees and the defense will carry us to the promised land. So if he can do <clears throat> one touchdown, 220 yards, God, man, that's like, 
That is frustrating as all hell. But yes, that that's like backup quarterback numbers. So if we can get that limit turnovers, 12 and five, I think there's going to be teams that we're going to have to score on. I don't know if I see 12 and five with that stat line. No, 12 and five is a really tough. That's nine and two down the stretch. That's really, that's really tough. I want For them to do it. team too. Yeah. And I, I think they're, they're talented. And that's my thing too. Like I always say that I think the, the jets like going into any of their 11 remaining games, they are good. They could beat any one of these teams. But that's not saying they are going to do that. It's the NFL. Mm-hmm. You lose teams you're not supposed to lose to. You beat teams you're not supposed to beat. And sometimes it's your week and sometimes it's not. Like, let's be honest. Am I happy that Zach Wilson's played better? Yes, I think he continues to improve. But would it shock you if there's another Zach Wilson clunker in there somewhere? Like randomly? Oh, yeah. Who knows? He goes out and throws three picks against Atlanta and you lose an ugly 20-14 to 14 game. Like, I don't know. Stuff happens. That was exactly the game I was going to pick. <laughs> It's okay. like, that's going to be the one. Atlanta, Houston sneaky is scary. Yep. Um, they're playing, Houston they're playing under the radar. Yeah. And Ish. maybe, maybe rookie quarterback could struggle against this defense. Like you could sell me on that angle, yeah. but I, I think similar. Remember last year, everyone was like, ah, oh, the Detroit Lions at the end of the year or Jacksonville dub. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think Houston's that game where it's like that sneaky could be one of the losses. Like maybe they, they beat, Buffalo and end up sweeping them or, and they split with Miami and stuff like that, but they lose like a, a weird one too. Uh, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll say Houston. I have an odd amount of confidence going into Buffalo compared to like some other games that should seemingly be more winnable. Is that weird? I'm going to give a really bad co-host answer, but yes and no. <laughs> so <laughs> no, yeah, no, because they very much so look different with those key injuries on the defensive side of the ball. This does not look like that same elite level team. Yes, because I think this team is different in their own building. I know the Giants almost beat them. Their only loss at home so far this year was not really a home game. It was on the road in London, which was technically a home game for them uh, with, you know, with against Jacksonville. But Buffalo is a real tough place to play. I think they'll play them tight. I don't expect, you know, Buffalo to blow blow the Jets out. Um, but I would personally have a very difficult time predicting the Jets to sweep the Buffalo Bills this year. Can they do it? Yes, they could be any team on their schedule. Um, and it wouldn't be the most surprising thing. They really match up well with them. But um, I, I don't think I'm there. I'm sorry. Josh Allen is a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> uh, Blitz Crew comes in, gifting another five memberships. Jets, Jets, Jets. Welcome to the channel, Kevin Woo-hoo. S. Jets fan, Stud City, Adam S. and Twisted boys and girls. Make sure you're dropping all those cool J E T S emojis. Anything else in there? Want to see them in the chat? It's fun when you see the fireman heads going and the the J E T S going. Gets the people going. Oh, yeah. Mark Riss says, Ryan looks like he's dressed as Jason Siegel from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Go Jets and Giants can eat horse crap. So thank you. I, I do look like I recently broke up with my girlfriend, decided to take a huge vacation to Hawaii and uh, cry in my room the entire time. Thank you. Uh, that's that's fantastic. What a reference. And listen, this is a pro Hawaiian shirt show i have i have put my i have put all my hawaiian shirts in my bins i swap out my winter and summer clothes so i i made that swap already 
Um, but I, I am jealous. I love myself a Hawaiian shirt. It's so nice because it's a four-way stretch. It's a golf shirt, so it's like stretches in every direction possible. I feel like I'm naked with a shirt on. It's incredible. I need that. I know. It's wonderful. I feel like my stretchy polos are the shirt to go with in the summer, and then once we start getting to cold weather, I start changing over to flannels, and flannels oh, are like oh, big, so big comfortable. Flannels. Yeah, oversized hoodies, that sort of stuff. Yeah. For good hoodies. Matt, you know where you can get some good hoodies? Talkingjets.com. You're damn right. <laughs> I knew it. Look at that. Laid it up for him. Uh, rumor has it you have it uh, circling on the, the screen where you can see I do. it. I do. I have it. Uh, let me see if I let me go over here, see if there's any. It'll pop up over there. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll pop up. But you can see, like, the I like the monkeys one. I just, I, I washed that one yesterday. Mm. So it, it's, it's in my pile of clothes that I have to fold and put away. It's in my rotation. It's still like a little warm midday, so I haven't really worn my comfy hoodies yet. I'm kind of in like the lightweight hoodie stage. Um, it's really good, though. If you haven't gotten yourself a Talking Jets hoodie, you should totally get yourself a Talking Jets hoodie. What I'm a big fan of, and that I don't know if it's available for us, but if it is, mm -hmm. we might have to have a conversation. I am a big Ooh. quarter zip fan. Ooh. Ooh. We might be able to. Uh, let me, you know what? Let me, uh, sorry, to put, I really put you on the spot there. No, I, I'm right I'm now. pretty fast with this right now. Let me I, see if I, I can a nice a nice quarter zip. Let's a little, see if that's uh, an option. Dry fit material. Oh, now now we're now we're talking. I do like that. So they have long sleeve. Oh, it doesn't look like it. Hey, I have to go take care of uh, a thing real quick. I'm gonna throw you on screen solo. Uh, okay. I'm not going to be throwing comments up just yet, though. Okay, that is totally, totally fair. Totally fair. So it is back to the Matt show. We're going to do this super chat from Blitz Crew. We'll get to the rest of the super chats when Ryan gets back. I appreciate you guys hanging with me solo. Blitz Crew says, Diggs and Allen not on the same page anymore. The Bills are the most beatable they have been in years. Need a few more OnlyFans, or needed a few more OnlyFans in here. Blitz Crew. We appreciate your support. Always dropping in uh, a few more OnlyFans for us and all, all you guys. It, it's awesome to get to do this. I look forward every single Tuesday getting to do this. It's an absolute blast. Uh, as for the Bills, this is true. I, I do think that in years gone by, like they're starting, to, the rust is starting to settle in. Their peak, honestly, their peak was a loss. Their bet, the biggest game, the best game of this, uh, Allen and Diggs and the Buffalo Bills era was a loss to Kansas City in the divisional round in a shootout. And it was a great game. It was a fantastic game. But ever, ever since then, man, it hasn't quite been there. You know, 13-3 and three last year, great record, but got absolutely smoked in the divisional round in their own building by, by Cincinnati. And now you're sitting at 4-3, and three, like – is this going to be – I don't think this is a 13-3 and three or, or 13-4, and four, I guess, in 17 games or 12-5 or and five team. I think you're looking at like a 10-7 a and seven football team, which is around where I think the Jets are going to be. I think this is a 10-7 and seven team. And with Miami also, like they have six really tough games left and a horrific final four games. They have – they close with the Bills. They have the the Dallas Cowboys in there. Uh, there. There's a bunch of 
bunch of tough ones in there. So uh, who knows what's going to end up happening there. It's going to be really tough, but I, I am with you. Something just feels off with them and really the whole offseason. Uh, Douglas says Jets were competitive last year in Buffalo until Mike White's ribs were caved in. Yeah. And Matt Milano's not playing in this game, right? Like Matt Milano with the massive hit. And guess what? Was there a roughing the passer penalty called for those keeping track at home? No, there was not a roughing the passer penalty called on that Matt Milano hip where he folded up our guy like a cheap accordion. That was really, really sad to see. Um, and honestly, I think the Jets probably make the playoffs if uh, Mike White's ribs don't get caved in uh, and he plays the rest of the way and stays healthy. Um, I, I think they probably would have made the playoffs last year. Jets for life. Welcome to the OnlyFans. Jets, 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 Jets. Things you just absolutely love to see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blitzcrew says Tommy Bahama has solid Jets Hawaiian shirts. Uh, sign me up for that. I am in. Uh, I have uh, an Islanders I did Hawaiian hear about shirt. that, by the way. Oh. I, like, I've seen that. Sorry, we're a little under the weather. Can we have uh-huh. to match my guys? We're not I should hot. feel better. I'm, I'm going to hide myself, but I heard of, I saw the Tommy Bahama shirt, and I was very excited, so I had to hop back. Okay. No. I'll be behind the scenes. <laughs> that is totally fine. You can put me, put me back up. Tommy Bahama Hawaiian shirts. We are here for that. Douglas says, I think of the monkeys one as the Trevor shirt. I think of the monkeys ones as the Trevor shirt. I'm missing the reference. What's the Trevor shirt? Ryan, do you know what the Trevor shirt is behind the scenes? Maybe I do not know what that means. Okay. Okay. So he doesn't know the, the man behind the curtain doesn't know what that means either. Um, I'm not sure, but I, I am a big fan of the three monkeys design. Um, Ryan's very creative with the stuff behind the scenes. He is the the OG of that. Uh, it really means a lot. Horatio says, talking Jets live, just arrived. Where's Bean? Well, Bean is traveling right now. Bean is uh, on his way to New Jersey. He was projected to come in on at nine. I'm assuming he is stuck in horrific traffic. And Ryan is dealing with a sick baby. So... Right now, it is me answering your questions, and I hope Shay feels better soon. MC Lean, how nice of Ryan to honor Tua after the Dolphins lost by wearing the Hawaiian shirt. That is quality content from my <laughs> MC Lean. That's amazing, yes. Uh, and I wish he could have rocked it after the Chiefs game to honor Andy Reid, but we are honoring Tua and the Dolphins after their unfortunate loss. Uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you. Go birds. Matt, what can you make of the JBC activation? I don't think it means sauce and Reed aren't playing. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't think it really has anything to do with the health of those guys. They had like, he was ready to come off of IR. So it was pretty much, you got to activate him or release him. And I don't think that was a spot where they were going to release someone that they spend a draft pick on. Now, I don't expect him to play a ton, but to me, this has no bearing on what is going to happen with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed this week. Is Von Miller washed? Haven't heard much of him. Oh, let's see Von Miller's numbers uh, this year. I it's been he didn't play in that for or he was on ir for the first four games of the year he's played three games he doesn't have uh a sack yet this year 
He has, let's see if they have any pressure numbers. He has one hurry. So it's been a slow year. He he may be washed, which is fine. He's 34 years old. He was one of the best pass rushers of his time for a very, very long time. So no shame in that. Father time gets everybody. I think of the monkeys one as the Trevor shirt. Trevor Simeon. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. I Okay, Trevor Simeon. That makes sense. Okay, so he's a Trevor Simeon fan. I, I am too. I think I, that be... didn't make any, I don't understand how the monkeys and Trevor Simeon relates. Is it like Trevor homo sapien kind of thing or maybe I, I don't, maybe he's saying he likes that. That's his second favorite thing that we have. And Trevor Simeon's his second favorite quarterback on the roster. That's how I'm taking it. <laughs> mm, I, I, don't know. I don't know. I'm lost. I'm lost. Is Dwayne Brown still on IR as of right now? Yes, he is able to, he's, he can be activated off of IR, and Robert Salas spoke in his press conference on Monday, and he pretty much said, "Play, we're going to play the best five. And to me, like that means he is still out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dwayne Brown. I, I think you just become depth at that point because Mekhi Becton's done a nice job of holding down uh, the left tackle spot the last few weeks, and I don't want to change that. Unless Max Mitchell just becomes unplayable, which he hasn't been so far. I think Max Mitchell's done a fine job uh, so far filling in, but, um, you know, I, I think Dwayne Brown's going to just kind of hang out for a little bit. I don't expect to see him back anytime soon. Elmo's world says my wife is a giants fan. I'm so sorry. And we're expecting a baby in November going to make her life hell with two jets fans in the household. Okay. So yeah, I was always kind of curious, I guess, like how that would go. Like if you're a jets fan and your wife is a giants fan, what do you raise the kids as? I don't have, I don't, I'm not going to have that problem. My, my girlfriend's a big Jets fan or a dad's a big Jets fan. We get along really well. Um, but I don't know, like, what would you do in that spot? Like I couldn't deal. Like, is there shit talking involved? Cause if I w woke up every day and I was getting chirped about the Jets from my wife, I would be very upset. Oh man. I would, you'd have to like have a, a low, uh, speaker playing J E T S jets, 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 like in the, like from the, the little light in the, in the baby room, you'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Like some subliminal thing, right? I think so. I think so. You good hanging um, like this kid. All right. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Just chilling a little under the weather right now. Uh, we're starting to run really fast. we got a little bit of a bruise running a little faster into things now. Oh no. That hurt. <laughs> We got got a note from daycare. They're like, ah, slide. I was like, oh, well, she loves the slide. So, you know, slides, they creep up on you, right? I, I have a really funny story with that. Um, Ooh, so yes. in third grade, you ever play the game butts up or asses up? We called it butts no. up. Okay. How does so that, what does that work? And ball, you throw it against the wall. You got to get it and then like mm -hmm. run to the wall if you drop it and then someone could throw it against the oh, wall. Oh, we called that a word I don't think I can actually say on stream. Um okay. totally totally fair. Like I know that self self-inflicted we it was like a wall ball style game. But yes, I have played that. Yeah. yeah. There's many different names. Okay. So, I was playing that game in 3rd grade um in elementary school and me and this girl, I'll never forget, shout out Zaire Mitchell. Uh, went to reach down for the ball at the same time. Uh, and she got it first and she was coming up with it and her head hit me directly in the eye. And I had a 
massive, massive black eye. But no one told my mom, like the nurse didn't call my mom be like, hey, like no big deal. Matt's fine. He just got hit in the head at, at recess. They were playing and explain what happened. So I come mm -hmm. out of school with a huge black eye. And my mom is like, what happened to you? <laughs> like, what the hell happened to you in the six hours that you were here? Pretty funny. I have a very similar story. Same game, actually. And Ooh. I touched the wall and I turned around and the ball was flying at my face and hit me in the eye. Oh, there you go. Wow. We, yeah. we have injuries from butts up or whatever you called it in your local area. Love it. I, I know there's a lot of different variations of names there, for this. There really is. James comes in. James says, how does Zach thrive against Wink's heavy blitzing defense? Zach makes mistakes against the blitz. Uh, maybe you do you run into the blitz with Brees and try to neutralize it? Or do you try to throw more screens, kind of limit the amount of times they can pin their ears back? They're starting to do it a little bit more with Kayvon Thibodeau. So, yes, they, they are. I would run right at Kayvon Thibodeau, to be honest with you. Like, you, you, the, the mm -hmm. game plan here is going, they're going to run the ball a lot. But even if, like, that's the plan, right? Like, Zach's still going to throw, what, 25 times at least, mm -hmm. probably in that 25 to 30 range, we'll guess. I think that the plan has to be to get the ball out quickly. And Zach has actually improved this year against the blitz last year in adjusted completion percentage. And um, what was the other one? Turnover worthy play percentage. He ranked dead last against pr pressure, like 40th out of 40 people. He is fifth best in one category and sixth best in the other right mm. now. He is not throwing like uh, the turnover worthy plays are way, way, way down. His adjusted completion percentage numbers are way, way, way up. Um, so th there is hope that the underlying numbers are showing that he can make his way out of this and actually be a little bit more functioning under pressure this year. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they attack that. Cause Zach is, has been, you know, historically not great against the blitz. So you gotta, gotta pivot. Blitz crew says Simeon, Simeon. As a primate, I'm guessing. J.R. Jet says the same thing. Simeon is another word for ape or monkey. Oh, that um, is, I'm a dummy. Don't ask me anything science related. Yeah, that is way over. Math, science, no good. English or social studies, a little bit better. Yeah, Douglas comes in too. He says, Simeon is an order of primate. So much for that joke. Sorry. I See, it's funny. I knew sort of-ish where you were going. I was thinking of uh, Homo sapien. So I guess that yeah, you know, you're Simeon, you're sapien... Cool. I was trying to use my context clues. It just didn't work out that way. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was a bummer. Um, Jingle Dub says, my seven-year-old is sick too. Lots of shit going around. I took a sick day to stay home with him today. Tomorrow, it's my wife's turn. So I'm actually uh, going to, uh, I'm going to a Devil's game tomorrow. Um, mm. My buddy got tickets. So I was like, oh, Beck and I were going to go. And now, because someone's sick. Not going to name any names. Not going to name any names, uh, but I uh, I think I'm flying. Not solo. I'm going with some other friends. I think I'm pretty sure. Okay, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, kind of neat. I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan, but like going to a Devils game. So I got to red. I, I don't have a Devils like. That's fine. Jersey. But live hockey is is very fun. I am pro. I'm anti going to football games and watching them. Uh, I am very pro in person experience for hockey and baseball games. In person for hockey is so much fun. I feel like at home for football is like the, the product is made for at home Correct. on the couch. 1000%. Could not agree more. 
Uh, let's see. Chrome says it was never running backwards or throwing passes into the ground. He struggles to move the ball because he doesn't scan the field. Talking about Zach Wilson. Uh, it feels like he's starting to go through some progressions. Maybe like, uh, yeah, depending on time. Red zone, not so much. Red zone, I feel like it's two, ste- two steps and out. Yeah, it, it's... I wouldn't say that he goes through his progressions well, but he is doing it more this year than he has in years gone by. Which again, slight progress. Yeah, you have baby steps, right? But yeah, (laughs) slight slight progress. Uh, Billy says, Zach is going to play really good ball and the Jets are going to get offers for him in the offseason. Zach is going to force you to commit to him. I mean, I would love that problem to happen. I think it's more likely that the Jets work out an extension with Zach this offseason in terms of like, hey, we'll give you maybe more money in 2024 and give you the equivalent of what the fifth year option would have been in 2025 as long as you're the starter. Like some sort of like this or that style thing. So if Rodgers wants to play two more seasons, we can get it. But then that following year, maybe there's a situation where you cannot franchise Zach and you have to commit at that point. I, th- I think, I don't think they're going to have to use the fifth year option, but I do think they commit to Zach for two years. Yeah. Well, next year his guaranteed salary is 5 million. His cap hits 11. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe they do that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cause his, his fifth year option is going to be, I think like 20 some odd million dollars and the jets oh. just aren't, I, I don't think they're going to commit to that. I, um, this, this is shocking. Okay. So you use over the cap, right? For, yep. for stuff okay yep. so you know how they have their uh otc valuation yes of like what they think the player is worth based on what they, yeah what do you, take a guess for zach wilson's valuation right now what they have it at so should i be taking into account the inflated nature of quarterbacks in general yes you should be taking into yes so like rookie contracts a benefit for us currently i think I, are we saying current like most last three games because it shows like the valuation like dots, right? Uh, it very well may, but right now, right now, all I'm looking at is just highlighted. It says 2023 OTC valuation, and then this number. Ooh, I'm gonna say 20 million. 20.25 million dollars. Damn! Look at me go. Um, wow. Yeah, I I believe it. I if you're saying we're getting about average quarterback play from Zach. I, that's that's what the going rate is, right? So maybe the fifth year option's squarely on the table. Maybe uh, that's that's tough because then ha- you're going to have to roster Wilson and Rogers at that price point is is going to be a challenge. Maybe it's a thing where it's like, okay, well, exercise is. I just don't see how you exercise fifth year option. That's just too much money. No. Yeah, it, it is. If he's I think- the starter in two years, I have no problem paying him the fifth year option, like at all. Like, go for it. Pay him like. For him to stay on the roster rather than declining it and then rolling into the offseason needing to pay him almost like a Danny Dimes level situation. Yeah, I don't think you do it that way. I think it's I think the Jordan Love route is the the way to go where they give him like the bridge deal where like he hasn't been great, but it's not going to kill him to they have to get out of it after this year was now remind me the love deal similar to what I was just saying, the two year contract that kind of bumps up pay a little bit, but lets him get well they might have picked up his i don't remember if they picked up his fifth year option but he got a two year deal and Mm -hmm. it was 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was a one year extension. Okay. Actually, for at 13.5 million. But this is his fourth year in the league. So the 13.5 kicks in for, for next year. For next season. Um, okay. But his cap hit this year is 4.4. And then it goes to 7.7 and then a 5.3 after that. Yeah. Zach's going to be an interesting character because I don't think there's going to be a team out there that's going to pay him the crazy contract. And I do think he would be willing to sit one extra year beyond um, maybe where he could have been. So that way he's comfortable with his coaches in a spot that drafted him. I mean, maybe I'm misreading that. Like, Where do you kind of see this going yeah i i don't think he's gonna get a big big extension i think if he get or like i don't think you franchise tag him i don't think you you pick up his fifth year option after this year i think if anything it's going to be like that short term hey let's just get you over the hump and see Mm -hmm. kind of a thing but i'm not even really like i'm not there yet i'm not even really concerned about that right now yeah it's a nice problem to have like after the draft <laughs> think yeah, about it no, prior to the draft but after. yeah correct worry about that a little bit later uh mc lean comes in and says zach went from hot garbage to one of those lavender scented trash bags we just need a little more from him and we're golden gold zone <laughs> reference i like that i got i got uh, the uh the scented garbage bags are kind of nice they're delightful they are they are fantastic. I am a big fan of the lavender scented bags. Uh, but the hot, he's a, he went from flaming dumpster to now, like you said, scented garbage. So we're, we're trending in the right direction. Can I run to the bathroom quick and you hold it down for a couple questions? Absolutely. I've got it here. Watch this. I'll, will you do the, do the full screen? Bam. Oh, no. Wrong full screen. No, 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 no. no. Is this one me? No, that's you too. All right. I'm going to go to, that's all right. You, you go. I'm just going to stand here by myself. It's fine with Shay. What's up, girl? How you doing? All right. Uh, let's see. James says, I want to beat the Giants so bad, but I'm, I'm in reality, the two games after are more important. So yeah, I guess the NFC matchup is a little less important. Like if you had to pick one to lose, but the Jets should be able to beat teams and not play down to the level of their competition. And that's not to call the Giants necessarily like a bad team. They're playing tough defense, but the Jets should beat the Giants. The Jets should beat the Chiefs. Uh, Sorry, the Chargers. The Jets should beat the Raiders. Those next three games, you want to see a 3-0 run. And even the Bills the following week in in Buffalo, I guess if you had to pick one to lose, the NFC game is the one. But I want to win. Uh, Johnny says, guys, don't worry. My son is going to be the next Jets quarterback. He will lead us to the Super Bowl and win the championship. He's only one as of tomorrow. Johnny, happy birthday to your little guy who's won tomorrow. Happy birthday, Johnny's son. That is awesome. That's amazing. That's great. Hopefully the Jets get one a Super Bowl before, but I, I'm rooting for him to win us a Super Bowl also. Yeah, I hope it's in conjunction with the Super Bowl we're talking about in the next few years. <laughs> Correct, correct. Rogers and company gets one, and then in what, 2044, we get another one from Johnny Jimenez. I I can live with that. That's fine. Get get to see a few. Hopefully I'm still kicking by then. Nothing crazy. Uh, Stud City says, nah, he's worth about 10 to 12 million a year, talking about Zach Wilson. 
I, I think that's probably a better number because that's what a high-end backup is, right? Right? Like, didn't Mike White get a similar contract to that? I think he got one year eight million, if I'm remembering that correct. Yeah, I, I do. I think the twenty was probably high, but a high again a, a high-end backup at um, ten to twelve million dollars a year, I think, is more than okay. I'm comfortable in that range. Twenty is too high for me. So he got two years, eight million total. Oh, really? That is a lot lower than I am. That's a lot cheaper than I was expecting, actually. Um, and I wanted to look up Zach Wilson. So what's cool is if you go to the player on Over the Cap and uh, you click on valuation itself, there's like a little chart. So according to this chart, Matt, if you go, go over okay. to Over the Cap. So I don't know if yeah, you've yeah. seen this before. For, cool. for who am I looking at? Zach's? Look at Zach Wilson. And then across the like the under Zach Wilson's name where it says contract history statistics valuation, click on valuation and look Got at the it. chart that pops up. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that is interesting. So it's saying his average is twenty million, but during the Chiefs game, he played to like a thirty-two million dollar uh, level quarterback. And then during the Broncos, he was a twenty-three million dollar. And then during the Eagles, he was about twenty. What do you call it? Twenty-seven million. So last three weeks, significantly higher than those first three. That's crazy. Right? Yeah, look at That's, wow. This if is, you guys want to see what Matt and I are looking at, go to Over the Cap, look up Zach Wilson, and then click on Valuation under his name. Uh, very cool. It gives you, I think it's based a little bit on pro football focus numbers in conjunction with the amount of players getting paid at their particular position. They have some explanations on like the scatter plot stuff, but it's it's pretty interesting. Um, how how did he play like a twenty million dollar quarterback in week three against the Pats? By the way, uh, that I don't know. That doesn't <laughs> that that tells me someone was not watching. Yeah, that's, maybe there, that's, there's average quarterbacks that stink, right? Like, I guess Deshaun Watson's getting paid a lot of money to not play well. That's very true, right? Two hundred thirty million fully guaranteed might have the Chad Pennington arm. <laughs> oh no suck it watson couldn't have happened to a better guy uh sorry douglas comes in zach wilson's future will depend on how he plays out the remainder of this year and how his relationship with his teammates and the organization i think the the organizational stuff and all that's going to be fine i think zach's kind of turned the corner on that a little tired all right i'm gonna put you back full screen matt i'll be right back totally good night che Zach Wilson future will depend on how he plays the remainder of this year and how his relationship is with the teammates and organization. I think that area has uh, definitely improved uh, for him. Um, he's been much more mature off the field, I think, um, specifically in some of his talks with the, you know, the press conferences and with the media and, and really all things like that. It's uh, it, it's an improvement and, you know, if the guys actually believe in him and I think he's going to actually, he's going to have to put up a little bit more production. I agree that he has gotten better. Um, and there are things to like about his improvement. Like you got to score, <laughs> you got to put up points and we can't have every single week of, you know, no touchdowns, no picks or one touchdown, no picks. And it's like, that's, that's fine to get you by, but you're going to start getting the ball in the end zone a little bit too. Fungus Mungus does not like the over the cap rankings. How did he get to 32 million? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's crazy. There's, that's why you got to look at stats uh, more than just that. It can't be the only uh, thing you're kind of picking and choosing. Uh, 
Dylan says Derek Carr is an average quarterback who stinks. He's not played yeah. great this year. No, he's been he's been pretty rough. Um, that that is that is a good that is a good example right now. Ferris says I hear rumors the Titans are open to shopping Hopkins. Would you be interested in a Hopkins trade at this point? I I like Hopkins. Uh, I think he's pretty solid. Uh, he still has we a little. Signed him in the off season. It would have been. I mean, I wish we knew about Corey Davis. That's the piece we don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. They didn't know about that until when was that? August. It was like the last, like second or last week in in August. It just like caught us with our pants down. It was like the I think it was during the Bucks uh, joint practice, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was definitely during Hard Knocks, right? And that started sure. in August. So that and it wasn't the first episode. It was like two, three weeks before the season. It was it was very very close. Yeah, very. Uh kind of frustrating for sure it would have been nice to know that ahead of time because i would i'd be on board with that i just don't know what it's going to cost to get him at this point yeah um kevin s says i feel like the most consequential game was cousins winning cousins again are you cousins against san francisco i don't think cousins was getting traded it sounded like cousins wasn't going to waive his no trade clause he wasn't so it didn't matter. They could have they could have won. They could have lost. If, even if they were losing out, I don't think he want, wanted to wave it to go anywhere. Yeah, at that point, you'd rather just stay in a situation that you know, and you're in a dome, so you're going to be protected from the elements, unlike New York. Like, he's in a better situation now in Minnesota to get a bigger contract afterwards. Do you think, yeah. how realistic do you think it is that he winds up in New England next year? Um, I would put that as an option, but I, I think I have a, a better option. You think he goes to San Francisco? I would like to see Purdy sit for a year and then have cousins be like the guy or you think they yeah, trade Purdy. I have no idea what they do with Purdy. He's, he is, I'll tell you what, this is my Brock Purdy take because he's a very controversial figure. I mm. think people are way 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 too high on brock purdy and then also there's another section of people that are way too low on brock purdy mm, um fair. I, I think that's a good analysis i think he's an okay quarterback he's not he's not elite he's not a top 10 quarterback but i also don't think he's like a bottom five or seven quarterback that's being propped up by um by kyle shanahan i i think he's you know in that average tier middle middle of the road you know 15 to 25 somewhere in there depending on the week yeah and it's it's an interesting situation because obviously cousins or shanahan has wanted cousins for the longest time coached mm -hmm. him in washington and just hasn't really worked out to wind up uh teaming up together do you think cousins would just take a cheaper deal to go to san francisco like make the money work for that team or do you think he's trying to go for another big contract? Because he's he's got the most, the highest percentage of guaranteed money of any player ever. I believe it's ever. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Rex. I was going to say, he's made a ton of money. He hasn't won a ring. So I think he would be willing to give up some money to try to put himself in a spot where he can win. Mm. Yeah. Frustrating. I wanted Cousins all those years ago. <laughs> Many moons ago. Many moons. Douglas says Deshaun Watson just needs a massage, right? Yeah. Let him yeah, relieve some of that stress. Uh, the unit says, man, I'm nervous about this game against the Giants this week. Getting butterflies already, and I'm not even playing. A must win the New York Bowl, plus all my friends are loudmouth Giant fans. We'll see, and it's a no-win situation if you're the New York Jets, right? Because if you beat the Giants, Giant fans are just going to say, like, we stink. It's not, it doesn't matter. 
Like it is what it is. Yeah. And then if, it's, you, if you lose, then it's like, ha, 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 we beat you and, and we stink maybe like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, I, I feel, I feel the giants spin coming that it's either going to be the giants lose and it's, well, you're, we are not a good team. You were supposed to beat us. Like you're mm-hmm. going back over two and five team. And then if they were to lose it, or if they were to win the game, it was like, Oh my God, you guys were all so cocky before the season, but, 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 so it's really a lose-lose situation for for Jet fans, I feel like, right now. But I just want to just win the game. I feel like you almost have to, like, blow out the Giants for it to be like, a okay, that makes sense for where you want the Jets to be. I mean, obviously, we just want the win, and we can keep hanging our hat on, oh, he's our backup quarterback and whatnot. But um, for optics purposes, I feel like you got to win by, like, 10 points for it to be like, okay, that made sense. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like, like for people not to say like the, the, this or that, you know, for the jets. Yeah. But you know, that's coming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm in a group text with a bunch of my buddies and like all of them are giant fans. I got one that, jet buddy in there. That's all it is. The nice thing is there's a Raiders buddy in that group chat and pff, his team sucks. Oh. Sorry, Mike. It, Suck it. <laughs> told you Mike McDaniels was a bomb. I love that button. It's the best button ever. Um, all right. Uh, Jersey Joe says, regardless of how Zach does, you draft a quarterback in rounds two or three. So I guess, Matt, this is kind of an interesting conversation, right? Like, let's say the Jets have, I don't know, where do you think the Jets pick in the first round? Should we just say where we're at right now about pick 17, I think is roughly where we're sitting. Let's say for, for safe, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Let's say we're at pick 17. Are you, do you want to make the pick at 17 and have it be the best offensive lineman? Or would you want to trade down and maybe recoup a second? No, take the best offensive lineman there. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm probably in the same boat. Uh, when is the get- earliest you would consider a quarterback? Third round. Yeah, I feel like I, I want someone with like a high upside that might have like some flaws that need to be ironed out over a few years. And like I would still roll with Zach as the backup next year especially if he continues to play with what we're kind of seeing right now like i feel like that's enough to justify his spot next year well yeah the, he's his role would be the backup right mm-hmm. so that you're carrying three quarterbacks and um it's something that you could do now anyway so it's uh yeah i'm i'm totally totally good with that i i, I think you know somewhere in that third fourth round it happens you know maybe maybe you finally hit on one Chrome says Zach Wilson been looking better since he met Donna Kelsey. It's like his Good. spinach for Popeye, right? Oh Love yeah. It. it gets us going. I'm a fan. Uh, Stud city says the Raiders is a guaranteed W. I uh, think so. I thought that could have been a, I picked that as a trap game before the season for the, for this jets team. That was one of my uh, trap game predictions. I don't Dude, think traveling that's the- scares me. Yeah, it, it traveling night game. It's right before the Bills game, so there's a, a you know a, a potential letdown before you get to the Bills Dolphins back to back. But uh, I, I'm I think they I think they should win, especially with I mean is Jimmy G Jimmy G might not be able to go, so it's uh, a late round rookie or the corpse of Brian Hoyer. Got to win that game. Douglas comes in. Douglas says, "Sounds like Purdy and Zach Wilson." are at similar levels. Only difference is the expectation of draft position. 
That's mm. interesting because I think that's a fair conversation to have. If you took Zach Wilson with the Mr. Irrelevant pick later on, ooh, look who we've got here. Let oh. me, uh, I'll switch us. Hold on. Give me one second. Need to think this through. And bam. What's up, Green Bean? Oh, you got a little hey. bit over here. How you doing? How you guys doing? Ah, we're hanging in there. We were looking for you. Like, man, where's that Green Bean character? Dude, what a bunch of baloney, man. I got, I got to the, well, I got to the hotel at 8.55. I was like, dude, I nailed it. I'm going to get right up there, hop on. And they're like, we don't have you for tonight. We have you for tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, both nights. And they're like, I'm like, all right, well, just, you got a room. I don't care if I have to switch rooms. And you're like, we're fully booked. I'm like, on a Tuesday? Like, where <laughs> the hell am I? Yeah. I'm not in Orlando. That's ridiculous. So where you at like an adjacent hotel and then you're going to go to the other hotel? Yeah, right it on? was... It was like 20 minutes away. So that's, that's where I am. You know, and then I got to do their whole thing. It's a new, I had to get a new thing, you know. Fun. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> what do you think about, uh, Green Bean, we'll ask you this one. Uh, Purdy and Zach Wilson, do you think they're on similar levels, but the difference is the expectation in relation to their draft position? Um, No. I think that Brock Purdy's short career, granted, he's kind of falling out of favor right now. Everybody's kind of looking at him as, you know, I think in their short, he's done significantly more with his short little career than Zach has done with his three years. So it's hard to say. I mean, I think Zach's probably more talented. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's hard to, it's hard to compare the two, man. I mean, I don't know. Zach might end up having a better career, but where it is right now, it's hard to say Zach is on the same place as Purdy. I mean, he had a better situation, but I don't know. Yeah, I would got? say having Shanahan helps a lot with Purdy. Um, I know we Matt and I talked about this earlier. There's guys that are really high on Purdy, like too high, and guys that are really low on Purdy being too low because they think it's all Shanahan. And it is a little bit hard to separate that, I think, yeah. from from one another. Um, but yeah, I, I from just a maybe question standpoint, I think Zach's draft position, had he been taken with the Mr. Irrelevant pick, we'd be, I mean, well, he wouldn't have had as many opportunities as he, as he currently had. That's, I think, the issue um, with where I see this. Like, we would have given up on Zach two years ago, probably. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it's funny because the whole like number two pick thing versus the last pick in the draft thing is obviously a factor. But I, I think it's like we we use it more, in my opinion. I think we use it more than it's than it's worth. Like you look at like a Bryce Huff, right? Like he's an undrafted free. Look at like Antonio Brown, like fifth round pick, or you look mm -hmm. at um, you know Antonio Gates, one of the great tight ends of all time undrafted free agent like you know players come from all over the place right but it's like we're three years away from Zach's draft pedigree I think at this point and he's doing well I, I hate to sound like this right now because he happens to be on for Zach somewhat of a hot streak but uh you know three years in the league all the college ball although you should probably be able to play some football ton number MC. two pick Seventh overall, you know, seventh round. I don't know. I think he should be able to play. 
MC Fair. Lane says, let's play a game. Remainder of the schedule, shoulda or coulda, each game say if we should win or could win and briefly explain why. So that's a lot. Um, I would say the games I'm concerned about, because I think there's less. Every other game, I think the Jets should be in every game. But we were saying before Green Bean, I think there is the floor potential of losing any of these games as well. But if I had to sit back and say, okay, if I have some degree of confidence in, in Zach Wilson, the two Dolphins games, the Bills game, I, I mean, I guess let's call it all four division games because like we still just have to beat the Patriots. We haven't done that yet. So I would say I'm concerned about those four games plus maybe the Browns game, depending on uh, where that defense is at that time and where Watson is and how the quarterback situation is going up in Cleveland. Um, the rest of the games, I feel like the Jets should be able to win. Matt, I'll throw it to you first. What games are should have, could have, kind of? Um, which ones are you concerned about, I guess? Yeah, I think uh, for my, I'll do my – I have four could and the rest would be should. My four could are um, – Buffalo, both Miami games, and Cleveland. Uh, I worry about Cleveland on a short week. Uh, that defense is really, really good. I know they had a tough game against Indianapolis this past week, but Schwartz is a really, really good defensive coordinator. Um, and I think that's just that's a really tough spot. Uh, and I know they haven't beaten New England in forever, but I think they should. I'm going to say should take care of business. So I guess that works then. Yeah, they should take care of business against New England. So of their 11 remaining games, I have four coulds. Mm, I like that. Greenbean, where are you falling on this? Um, let me say this. Can you guys still hear me? Am I good? Am I coming yep. through okay? Yeah, yeah, I got you loud and clear. You're actually like crystal clear right now. Fuck yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of internet they run in there, but. No, cool. it's my phone. Oh, see? Yeah. The hot spot. Full 5G, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm by the window on the first floor. I'm doing all right. Um, let's see. I think the Jets will lose three or four games, unless, you know, collapse, whatever. I think realistically. So I think, now wait, just remember the remaining guys, shoulda or coulda each game, say if we should win or could win. I think we should beat the Giants. I think that we should beat the Chargers. I know that they're still the Chargers, but four other teams figured out a way to beat them. So I think we should. Okay. Um, who else we got? So then there's the Raiders. I think we should beat the Raiders. Then and it's, it's Buffalo. Bills. Yep. Yeah. I think we could be, I don't, I wouldn't say should. I say that's could uh, beat Buffalo. Is Miami right after them? They are. Yep. Yeah. Think could with Miami. I think both Miamis are coulds. Mm -hmm. uh, who's after? So who else we got? Um, there's like Houston. There's the Falcons. The I think, yeah. They're both playing well, though. Um, let me say should Falcons, should Texans, should Pats. Mm-hmm. So you only yeah. got three. You got the the bill. That's There's right. the Browns too. You, you good with the Browns? You think the Jets should beat the Browns? Yes, I think we should beat them. <laughs> noted, creepy noted uh, Cleveland Browns supporter. Yes. Yeah. I, right. I can't Staunchly even supports them. I can't even get to could with the Cleveland Browns. Braden says, "Tell me about our new signing today, boys." I. Don't. I know it's a wide receiver. Add him to the practice squad. That is a 
all I know really? <laughs> about this player. I, I thought he was only talking about uh, JBC. I was like, oh, JBC, the guy they drafted? I didn't know they Ooh. added a one. I assumed it was the practice squad guy. I could be wrong. I saw, I think it was Samini tweet about it, maybe. Um, I did not dive into it. Uh, I didn't even hear about it. Lance McCutcheon. Lance McCutcheon. What's his, what's his deal, Matt? I don't know. I just read his name in the tweet. <laughs> That's all I know. I know his uh, name. Let's hit him up on it. Let's, let's look at some stats. Pull that up real quick. Okay, gotcha. You pull that up. I'll go over to Kyle's super chat. Kyle says, can we please get an offensive touchdown on our first drive? Will really help to start the game 7-0 early, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Dude, I'm right there with you. You got to see a scoring drive early in this game. We put our defense in just bad situations far too often. But at the same time, I also don't want to see the defense give up like a very long 19-play drive to the Giants. You got to yeah. shut them down. Let's get a quick three and out. Defense goes on the field first, shut them down then go back and score a touchdown on the first drive. Okay. He's a, um, he was with the Rams last year. He played in 10 games, five targets, no receptions. Solid. All right. Practice squad guy. That's okay. Yeah. I would like to see Brownlee get a few looks at some point. Not that he's on the practice squad. He's on our current roster, but I would like to see him, uh, before I see anyone else from the practice squad. All right. We have reached the end of our show. So we've got the wheel of baggage claim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you Matt, guys by chance, I do have a list, Matt. If you don't have a list, I do have a list. I was going to say, I have some real bad news, Ryan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I, I, I have the list here. Um, I was going to say, I did not think to write names down. That I don't know why, but yeah, that didn't cross my mind. <laughs> let me let me count. I'm going to count the only That's fans great. as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. It's funny while while he counts. I I like hearing that because now I feel like I still have value. If you guys are like, yeah, we got it all in lots, all done. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> 28, 29. Green beam, come 30, on. 30, 31, 32, yeah. 33, 34, 35, 36. So okay. 36 that we're working with right now. Braden says we signed an O lineman today, too. Did we? Uh, if we did, I definitely don't know who it is. That uh, has el eluded me. Um, all right. So. I can either count from top down or bottom down, or does this number mean the number that I start on? And then the next number is the number I count from. What do you think? Make it difficult it. now. Okay. Count from. Count from. Okay. So what number pops up now is not the winner. It's the number that I'm counting from in my list. Okay. 22. Oh God, it's gotta be right in the middle. One, two. All right, Rig. I got I got my starting point, and now this one will be the number from that starting point. Oh, I see. Thirty-two. It's so it's literally. Oh, we go. Oh no! So now I just gotta go up four. Oh, it's Blitzcrew. <laughs> oh, there you go. Easy. Thank Blitzcrew you. Blitzcrew donated uh, ten memberships and sent in a few super chats tonight. So Blitzcrew, okay. you, you are a winner tonight. Worthy of a mug. 
if you ask me. Absolutely. I think he's got the mug. I, we were talking about this the other day. Blitzker, let us know what you do or don't have, because we could send you something a little different here. Um, let's uh, go over to the, sh the wheel. All right. Of course, I'm not logged in. Wheel. Spin, Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Hello. Pillow. Pillow. Does he say what he wants to win? Is he in there still? Uh, do, do, do. I'm not seeing the name pop up. I'm assuming he's probably still there. Somewhere. He's got to be here somewhere. He knows. He'll let us know. Okay. Here we go. He's got a mug and a monkey shirt. He's got three monkey shirt. Maybe he wants a three monkey shirt. He wants a pillow. What do we get? Well, I hope you wanted a pillow because you get a pillow. <laughs> That was close. Yeah. Uh, Blitzcrew, if you do have a pillow, let us know. We'll send you like a coffee mug or something like that. We'll, we'll get you something. But thank you so much for playing Baggage Claim with us. Thank you guys for supporting the channel. Uh, all right. Let's go around our panel and give our closing thoughts. Greenbean, any, uh, anything you want to throw out there for us? want to say that Kevin S has a comment in there that says, I just love watching Jordan love suck. And I got to say, so do I. <laughs> That's my, I beat. love it. I love it. So, uh, yeah, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, cause I, I, I have, uh, no, I'm not even going to say it. I can't do it. Uh, okay. we have the, we have the Thursday thick of it this Thursday. Uh, which is two days away on uh, Green Bean. And then we're doing the Jets-Giants live reaction and watch party starting at 12.30 p.m. on Sunday. You got to hang with us. If you're not, you're missing out. It's the best. And we're going to kick their ass. They're a good team. They're better than their record, but we're going to stomp their lights out. In our house, in their house, while they're – it's a free home game. And we're going to take advantage of it. I love it. Matt, any last words for our panel? New episode of Just Jets tomorrow. We are talking about this game against the Giants. Jets by a million. How about that? There you go. Boys and girls, if you're just heading out, make sure you hit that like button for us if you enjoyed our little show here. Uh, if you are watching after the fact, don't forget to comment down below this video. Uh, we definitely didn't pick any qualifiers this week, so we're going to loop them into next week's qualifier. So I apologize. I dropped the ball on that one. Um, we needed you, Green Bean. We needed you. We just get too many numbers and things. And ugh. Yeah, yeah. See, thank you. I have value, everybody. This is, this is a value thing. All right, boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun. We will see you next week, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock for Talking Jets. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. J-E-T-S.